you for listening. Thank you for listening. To the Outstanding Ohioans. Outstanding Ohioans. To the Outstanding Ohioans. To the Outstanding Ohioans. Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by my daddy. Hosted by my daddy. Hello, thank you for turning into the Outstanding Ohioans podcast. My name is Ron Silico. This is episode 18. And I am meeting with Jana McEntee, who is the executive director of the Ohio Museum Association. Jana, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Ron. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, great. Well, for the audience, many of you that live in Ohio know that we have a both in number and in styles of museums, we have a great diversity in our state. And, Jana, based on what I read on your organization's website, you're kind of the group that pulls it all together and gets the museums talking and offers educational opportunities and publicity opportunities. Absolutely. The Ohio Museums Association is a professional membership organizations for the museums and museum employees in Ohio. And like you said, Ron, we have a plethora of museums in Ohio. Um, At last count, we have over 1,200 museums, cultural institutions, and historic sites. And they span the breadth of size and style and genre, both rural and urban. So we have a lot to offer here in Ohio. Great. And and I know we're going to talk more about the Ohio Museums Association here as we get into the interview, but if for the audience, can you share your background? Sure. Um, well, I guess my love of history and the arts and culture started at a very young age. I uh, come from a family where both of my parents were um, historical reenactors. Um, they started that as a young married couple before I was even born. Um, and they represented the mid to late 1700s, so the Revolutionary War period. Um, and they were involved in those historical reenactments um, all throughout my childhood. Um, and so I thought it was absolutely normal for everyone on their weekends and school holidays to go camping in Kansas tents and shoot longbows and dress up in historic costumes because that's how I spent my childhood. So history was um, a very important part of my family. And um, my mother was also a public school music teacher for 36 years. So uh, my sister and I grew up around music, instruments, theater, dancing, um, a love of reading fiber art. So we were we were entrenched in arts and culture um, in my house for my entire life. Great. And, and where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town in northwest Ohio called Kenton, Ohio. Not to be confused with Kenton, which is the home of the football hall of fame, but Kenton with a K. Very good athletic high school programs out of that school. It's, it's wonderful to see communities embrace extracurricular activities because that's so key in a person's development. And it sounds like it certainly impacted you. Absolutely. Um, I think that's one of the 
Absolutely. Yeah, having the opportunity to um, have advanced reading courses and take band and choir and do the theater and still be involved in history and have a great science curriculum, I think it's really helped um, shape me into the person that I am. And I know um, my circle of friends that went to Kenton High School with me can also attest to the fact we had a lot of great opportunities for a small town, and um, I think it's really been instrumental in the development of the person that I've become. Well, great. Well, great. And the name of your town itself is very famous in Ohio history lore. Could you give a little background on that? Absolutely. Kenton was named after Simon Kenton, who was a contemporary um, Daniel Boone and uh, a great explorer on the frontier that was Ohio. We were out west in the uh, 1800s, so uh, named after Simon Kenton. And for those of you in the audience that, that love little nuggets about Ohio history, there's a great book on Simon Kenton called The Frontiersman, written by the late Alan Eckert, who wrote several books in on Ohio history, both from a Native American perspective and frontiersman perspective. So, Jana, talk about a little bit about, you mentioned your parents. Who were some of your role models growing up? My family, without a doubt, has been um, a source of a lot of role models for me, both of my parents, um, my sister. I come from a long line of teachers, and uh, definitely lifelong learners. My great-grandmother actually um, took a college course every semester up until uh, she passed away. She was actually enrolled in a Russian language course at the time of her passing. So it's definitely been um, a lifetime of growing up around great role models who valued education, um, exploring the world around you, and really That's so wonderful. Core values. You talked about lifelong learning, appreciating history and culture, and exploring the world around you. What were some other core values that were instilled in you by these role models? I think, um, well, definitely from my family, I have um, received a very strong value of um, faith and also in the importance of family. And I think that has shaped all of my other values as I've grown up into the, the person that I am. Um, I think integrity, respect, and hard work, and being dedicated to your cause is very important. Um, no one in the not-for-profit world does the work because of the paychecks or the prestige that comes mm. in working for, uh, for a not-for-profit. But it's the love of what you do that really drives all of the people that I've met in the, in the museum world. And I 
Well, great. I I hope you can share this show with some of those role models because they can hear the appreciation you express towards them. So you you graduate you graduate from Kenton High School. And what's your next step in your journey? My next step was to attend the Ohio State University in Columbus. Um, I, I moved to Columbus right out of high school, and uh, I got a degree in history and also in communication. And while I was in college, I uh, had a friend who worked for the then Ohio Historical Society, which has uh, now become the Ohio History Connection, and I expressed my interest in wanting to get involved in history and get involved in museums, and I was... Uh, lucky enough to get an internship in the Institutional Advancement Department of the Ohio Historical Society at that time, um, and that's what really jumped off my museum career. Right. You know, I, I work with college students. Uh, something we always talk about are the value of internships. What did your internship mean to you? I completely agree with you. The internship is one of the most valuable aspects, I believe, of uh, getting into a career from college. Uh, my internship opened doors not only in professional experience, um, it helped me to learn some of the skills that I would use later after graduating um, in an office setting. It also instilled the importance of having a task seeing it through to the end and being accountable not only for yourself but for the others that are involved um, on your team and your organization. And it's not just the work experience, the actual doing of tasks, I think that's important. There's something, uh, a, a big something to be said for the people that you meet, the networking opportunities um, that arise from an internship and the doors that open for um for those that are involved in an organization where you're really able to meet people in your field. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you complete your internship. What what happens next for you? Well, that's a great segue between networking and what happens next for me. Actually, at the end of my internship at the Ohio Historical Society, um, the woman that I was working for, uh, was also good friends and colleagues with the then director of the Ohio Museum Association. They were looking for another body to help, and um, it was put forward that I might be a great fit. So I jumped straight from my internship with the Historical Society and into an internship with the Ohio Museum Association, and that internship turned into a position as program coordinator which then turned into a position as assistant director and then turned into the position as director. So I've been involved with the Ohio Museum Association for virtually my entire um, adult career. And I feel like that's been uh, a great opportunity for me to learn everything from the bottom up and get a great sense of what the organization is and what it can do. One of the personal beliefs I have is that it's it's so important to clearly define the purpose of an organization, whether it's for-profit or non-for-profit. 
What's the purpose of OMA? So many questions off of that. No, that, that's great. I, I have so many questions. I was writing down as as you went through that that answer. Uh, first question. I, I, I've got a personal interest in this, but and I know many people would as well. I, I know I know there are a lot of museums partner to have a membership pass that is good for multiple sites. How how would people interested in, in that, those kind of membership passes find more information? What are some resources? Sure. I know that um, the Ohio History Connection, the state history organization, has a time traveler program within their organization, and uh, you can contact the Ohio History Connection through their website, which is ohiohistory.org. Also, there is an Ohio Art Museum reciprocal program, and uh, that information on that program can be obtained through uh, any of the art museums within the state. Almost all of them are involved in this program, and they can give you more information on the museums that are involved in that uh, reciprocal program and how to become more involved. Okay. Okay. And then you mentioned the uh, 
the advocacy and in, in, in the professional development. Something that I noticed on your website is you have a extensive work workshop opportunities available. What what are some of the things that your organization discusses that museums need to do better, and how do you develop your workshops, and what are you offering in terms of workshops to address some of those hot-button items? Yeah, those are great questions, and I have the extreme privilege of working with a fantastic board of trustees, all of which are museum employees, and uh, they help me um, because I'm an association person. I love museums. I love working with museums. But I haven't myself worked in a museum as a museum employee for several years. So they are definitely my founding board and my key to what's happening in the museum world. They have great insight on trends, things that are happening within their institutions or within their job descriptions that they would like to learn more. Um, and they are definitely instrumental in helping to uh, discover the workshop topics that are important to museum employees and to uh, help lay the groundwork for getting those uh, ideas off the ground. We also do a member survey after each of our professional development holdings and after our annual conference each year. And we ask our membership, what do you want to see? What sort of professional development opportunities do you need? Um, and that definitely um, plays a big role in determining what we offer in the future. Okay. As far as upcoming opportunities, uh, we have our annual conference, which we hold each spring. Uh, registration is now open for that. That will be held in Cleveland each year. We rotate around the state as a state association. Uh, we hold our conference in a different city each year. And this year we're back up in Cleveland. We haven't been in Cleveland for over a decade, so we're very excited to be back up there. And we have 15 educational sessions and three hands-on intensive workshops that are available through our Cleveland conference. And those opportunities are open not only to those who are members of the LMA, but also anyone who is interested in those topics. We definitely encourage you to come. And all of that information is available on our website, which is ohiomuseum.org. Okay. So getting specific, what, what are some of those workshop opportunities to address some of those some of those things people want more education on? Sure. So um, for example, we'll talk about the the intensive workshops that'll be held on Tuesday, March thirty first, in conjunction with our annual conference. Um, we've had a lot of discussion about technology in museums how museums can use um, the digital, uh, born digital technology that is so rampant in our personal lives, how museums can use that to better engage with their audiences, encourage visitation from new audiences, and really propel their museum to the next level in this new modern digital world. So to address some of those issues, we have two workshops. Um, one is about capturing moments that matter with a DSLR camera, um, because quality photography and video have become must-have assets for the modern museum. So this workshop will really delve into how to make your point-and-shoot camera that most every museum has one, or at least every 
uh, every museum has a museum employee that most likely has a camera. How do you use this piece of equipment to really build on the visuals of your museum and what's happening in your institution and, and to make that work for you, um, both for marketing materials, for in-house materials, label design and creation, exhibit materials, uh, how to use uh, the resources that you already have to really Something you said in there really sparked sparked a question for me. My very first guest on the podcast was a gentleman by the name of Mike Milkovich, who's from Northeast Ohio. And, and what he does as a business is he produces historical videos for local communities talking about local history because he, believe, he believes pride of place is a key factor in economic development. And I wanted to get... I know his his thoughts were that school districts don't do enough to teach local history, and museums certainly play a role in local history. And when you when you had that last answer, you were talking about developing ways to partner with school districts. What what's your feeling about in general? I'm I'm sure school, certain school districts do better than others, but in general, what's your feeling about the way school districts teach? local history around the state? Well, I think that uh, a lot of schools are realizing what a resource they have in their local museums and local historical societies. Um, There is at least one museum in each of Ohio's 88 counties, and I think that school districts are really uh, starting to utilize all of the great resources that are available to them. the one-third of a museum's education budget goes towards uh, K-12 programming on average. Um, so these museums are there for the school districts. They are there as resources um, to help educate. And a lot of these uh, institutions, especially the local historical societies, have curriculums that are in line with the Common Core and with state education standards. All of these museums do a great job of looking at um, the state testing criteria and really 
forming their education programs around what these students need to help them do well, not only in their standardized testing, but also as they move forward as informed citizens of both Ohio and of the nation and the world. So I think a lot of these school districts are really uh, utilizing their, their uh, local sources. And, and if they're not, they should, because they have great things out there in the, in the local history and um, local historical societies in these communities. Right. Uh, a second point that I want to talk about was, and I have some experience with this. I serve on the Oxford, Ohio Visitors Bureau as a board member. It seems like there's certainly a trend where there's partnerships developing with museums and visitors bureaus and local entities, county entities around the state to try and drive more tourism and, and even some some of the entities are even have even got really have really even gotten more sophisticated in terms of offering packages to include a, a variety of activities including museums is that something that you're seeing across the state absolutely um it's funny you should mention that i just recently um in december spoke on behalf of tourism ohio um to the State legislature about the state legislature about the importance of tourism and the impact that museums have on um, tourism in our state, and uh, how the museum visitation is really a key to to the tourism community. Think about when you have guests visiting from out of state or if you have friends over for the weekend and you're thinking of something to do, a lot of people think, oh, let's go to the museum. That'll be a fun experience. And a lot of people think of it that way. Um, but not just to entertain people from out of town. Um, a lot of people, especially with um, the recent economy, are investing in vacations instead of vacations. And I think um, that's uh, promoting tourism within our state, exploring your own backyard. Uh, like I said earlier, we have over 1,200 museums and cultural institutions in the state, and I think people are realizing how much Ohio has to offer and um, exploring our state as hopefully a tourist would and not someone who is, oh, you know, I'll go to that museum later. It's right down the street. And that's just really seizing the opportunity to invest in um, in-state tourism as well. Okay. History is made all the time, and I, I think people think of museums as something from, in some cases, from the early 1900s, 1800s. How many new museums pop up around the state each year? Gosh, that's a great question, and actually a question that I don't have a solid answer to, um, but I can tell you that Museums within our state does run the gambit from, and I know it sounds cliche, but we've got everything from arboretum zoos, so um, nature centers, science centers, children's museums, historic homes, art museums, history museums, historical societies, galleries, zoos, um, and everything in between. We really have so much to offer here within the state um, that there really is something for everyone. You can find you can find anything you need from halls of fame to small one-room 
uh, displays of memorabilia. Uh, we have uh, we've got a lot of museums here within the state. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. What are off the top of your head? What what would be two to five new museums that have opened in the last few years that people in Ohio may not know about? New museums that have opened. Well, the Greater Cleveland Aquarium is a newer institution. Um, they are located within the historic uh, flat powerhouse district in, in Cleveland, and uh, that's a newer organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think. I've been with OMA for this is my 12th year, and sometimes all of the exciting uh, developments That's very good. Very good. Well rehearsed. <laughs> what What are some events that you go you go to around the state? Uh, and I don't know. Maybe it's as simple as having an information table. What What are some events that you go around to in the state to try and spread your message about museums? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, the Ohio Museums Association does have information tables at several. Um, statewide events. Uh, unlike many associations, our association is absolutely to help um, engage the public in knowing what is available. But our main focus is on the museum employees and the museums within the state. Mm-hmm. So we will travel to um, conferences and workshops and symposiums that are um, attended by museum professionals. So we have recently had an information table at um, Ohio Connecting to Collections um, event, in which OMA is a partner in that initiative, um, at the Ohio Local History Alliance Conference, at the recent Garfield Symposium in Cleveland. And um, like I said, we'll be attending Statehood Day at the Ohio State House in March, um, which is will be attended by several history organizations as well. So throughout the state, we really try to uh, reach out to um, any event where there will be a large uh, amount of museum professionals that will be in attendance. We definitely want to help get the word out and let them know all of the resources that are available to them. Great, great. Did, Did your computer load? With yes, I'm sorry about that. We'll probably have to edit out all of my <laughs> floundering around and trying to find this information. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. So, um, you asked about the five most visited mm-hmm. institutions. I can say uh, that in, for example, 2013, Ohio's population was a little over 11.5 million. Mm-hmm. In that same year, a sample of just 
10 Ohio museums had over 9.4 million visitors. Hmm. So there's a lot of visitation. Um, and, and like I said, each of our 88 counties has at least one museum. Mm -hmm. um, and Ohio has 10.4 museums for every 100,000 residents, um, which is almost twice the national average of museums wow. per capita. So we are prolific here in Ohio. So 10.4 museums per 100 residents? 100,000. 100,000, okay. Okay. And it's not just um, an impact as far as visitation. All of those visitation numbers turn into economic numbers. Museums are really economic drivers, have helped propel Ohio um, out of the uh, recession through their impact on the economy. Um, our 10 largest sites alone have a combined operating budget of over $349 million. Mm. And all of that... Um, money helps, you know, it's turned right back into the community through uh, salaries, through um, purchasing the supplies, uh, maintenance, all of, all of those dollars go right back into Ohio. So it's really exciting. Um, and it shows the importance of museums on our economy and, and in our communities. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So... I guess two questions that I, that I had about the association is uh, it sounds like, and you can elaborate it. It sounds like the legacy of the association is to, is to, is to serve museums around the state. How, how could, could you elaborate in a little more detail? What, what's the legacy that, that this, that OMA is going to leave behind? Sure. Well, I guess, I should probably back it up a little bit and say that um, the Ohio Museums Association was founded in 1976 in response to the energy crisis that was happening um, in the country at that time. And the organization was formed um, through a coalition of museum professionals throughout the state that said, if we pool our resources, if we do this together, if we don't try to reinvent the wheel and we really work as a team, we can keep our doors open, we can remain the stewards of our shared cultural heritage, we can save our organizations. And I think that that spirit has really permeated throughout the history of our organization, and I hope that that's the legacy that we leave behind as well, that together we are powerful. As a unified voice, we can make a difference, we can educate the public, we can educate our congressional leaders on the importance of museums. We can keep our our heritage and all of the, the artifacts, the beauty and wonder of our natural world. Um, we can keep these safe. Um, we can keep these memories and these instances of time and really Pardon me as I search for my words. <laughs> no problem. We can uh, keep these all of these um, items, artifacts, ideas for generations to come. Uh, museums are a place of discovery 
and reflection, a place for conversation and uh, to exchange ideas. And I think if uh, the Ohio Museum Association can continue to empower these museums and these museum professionals, uh, we will definitely remain um, a vital cornerstone of our community for many, many years to come. And that's the legacy that I hope LMA has. That's great. I've got a hypothetical question for you, based on reality. Uh, we our 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 house in Oxford is a former one room schoolhouse. If if my wife and I sat down one day and said we want to make this a museum, what's what's the process look like? Sure. Well, we have lots of resources that can help you out. The first thing, well, I guess the most important thing is. Are you passionate about your subject matter? Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely 100% there already. That's the main goal. Um, but there are also other, you know, paperwork type things you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would want to file for a 501c3 or a nonprofit status. Uh, you would want to talk to leaders in your community about um, the goal of your organization, what it can bring to your community, how the community can help you, and vice versa. Um, you'll want to uh, read up on a lot of the resources that Ohio Museum Association can um, give to you about how to start a collection, how to have great collections here, and really how to start up the organization because it is quite an undertaking, but it's not something that's impossible to do, and we have a lot of resources that can help you. Okay, great. And in terms of OMA, what's, what's the future look like? Well, in the immediate future, um, we have a lot of great programs coming up. Like I said, our, our annual conference is happening in the spring. And I know you said that you're based out of Oxford and uh, Miami University. And I know there's uh, several other universities and colleges throughout the state. I want to let all of our students know that we do have conference scholarships available for students um, that are interested in a museum career. And all of that information is available on our website as well. Um, so our conference is coming up, our annual awards program that recognizes excellence for both individuals and institutions, and also uh, recognizes visual communication um, within our great state and our museum. Um, our National Advocacy Day on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. is coming up in February. And I'll be attending on, on behalf of OMA, and I'll be joined by several um, museum advocates from across the state. So those are all the things that are, are happening in the future of OMA um, in the immediate future. Great, great. And for you personally, what's, and maybe it, it ties into the answer you just gave me, what what direction do you see yourself going in to, to serve and advocate for the organization? Sure. Well, this is starting my fifth year as director of OMA, and each year um, we have been able to grow our resources and grow our um, offerings to the public, and I would like to continue to do that um, to expand our programs and expand our outreach and the go-to source for all of Ohio's museums and museum professionals 
question. So my goal as um, director of this organization is to continue to work tirelessly and uh, make sure that we have all of the resources that our museums need to advance their careers and to uh, help their institutions uh, remain true to their mission. Okay. Connecting the last two questions, does OMA have any internship available, opportunities available to students, and what what skills and, and background are you looking for? Sure. Well, um, for those that are interested in museums in the, I'm sorry, for those that are interested in careers in the museum world, I would highly encourage students um, and. Um, Emerged professionals alike, if they are looking for uh, a change of pace to consider a museum career. Um, but my advice would be look at an organization um, in which you have interest, whether it be a history organization, a science organization, an art organization, um, or if there is a specific museum or a specific area of the state that you're looking to, uh, to set down your roots or start a career. Um, I would explore the museums in that area to get a great feel of what's happening within the museum world itself. Um, and if any of the listeners are interested in more information on internships available throughout the state at the state museum, I would encourage them to contact me and I will do everything I can to help them uh, find uh, an internship opportunity uh, that I always like to wrap up with Jana before give you the opportunity to talk about how people can connect with you is what legacy are you hoping to leave behind? Oh gosh, a personal legacy? Yes. Wow, that's a big question. It is. <laughs> well, I guess I would hope that um, the people that I interact with through my life uh, will, will feel my passion for um, whatever it is I happen to be involved with at the time. <laughs> I hope that um, they, oh gosh, Ron, this is a tough one. It's deep, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you know, everyone I'm sure would like to leave um, the world a better place than when we first came into it. And at the risk of sounding cliche, I really hope that um, my work with the museum community um, is able to do that. I hope that I'm able to to instill 
and anyone that I meet, the importance of museums and the importance of our history and our culture, of lifelong learning and education, not in, not even necessarily in the field in which you are passionate, absolutely in that, but also in a field where you might not have as much interest. Dive into it as deeply as you can. Who knows? You might find a new passion. Um, you'll definitely learn something new. Um, I, I guess I want everyone to, everyone that I come in contact with to, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I have anything else to add. I think that, uh, learning as much as you can about the world around you and the people around you. Um, living in a world of tolerance and understanding, uh, I think that's paramount, and I hope that that's something um, that my life um, shows through my work and through my actions. Well, great, great. How, how can people connect with you and OMA? information uh, on our website, which is www.ohiomuseums.org. Our telephone number and our email address is also um, on that page, and all of those messages will come directly to me. So if you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, um, you want to discuss anything further, please feel free uh, to reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Okay. Any last message you would like to share with the audience? Thank you for joining us on the show today, John. Really appreciate it. It's it's a great message, and I, I think what you just said there at the end, get out and explore your own backyard. It, it's something that a lot of times gets overlooked. Well, thanks, John. Thanks for having me, and uh, thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate uh, your interest, and um, I enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohio Show. This was episode 18 with Jonna McEntief, the Executive Director of the Ohio Museums Association. We will have much of the information that she shared in the websites and ways to connect with her and the organization in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.